This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's ready. It's f***ing ready. Don't tell me it's not ready. It's ready. If you don't mind. I would begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. Today, I was like, all right, I don't want to like really sound stupid when I did this show today. Like, so learn a little education on sharks. I'm, I look up sharks on the internet, and then I see like whale sharks. I'm like, oh, that must mean a whale and a shark have sex. And then I think, well, how do how does a whale and a shark have sex? Because there's a thing called whale sharks. So I thought they must, you know. And then I realized that whales were mammals. And sharks are animals. They have nothing to do with each other. So basically, dolphins have sex with each other, but the sharks don't. So I thought, then how is it such a thing? And now. All right, let's see if uh, Jesse can have us go out on a high note here. Hey, Jesse. Oh, hello. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Tuesday morning, the 19th of June. I struggled all day long with how we treated poor Jesse. I'm sure he's a very nice man. Mm. He probably had a, a wonderful story to contribute to the conversation, mm. and we, we cut him down. I mean, I feel like we handled it properly. Yeah. Yeah. What were Jesse's thoughts? He's like, what did I do? Hello. I said it was hello, and they yeah. hung up on me. Yeah. Hey, kids. How you doing? Good. Good. You? I did something um, I never do last night. Ran a marathon? Uh, no, I wouldn't leave the house. Okay. I, um, In place? I watched, I watched the uh, the MTV uh, movie and TV awards. Oh, wow. I mean, I don't remember the last time I was on MTV. Those are the worst ones, right? Where they have best kiss and whatever yeah. nonsensical. Yeah, best superhero. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean... Um, Here's what I like about it, though, and I don't think they could. I don't think they could do this with the award shows we care about, with your Grammys and your Emmys and your Oscars and your Golden Globes and your Tonys, because the it's too important who wins. I mean, it's it's legitimate news who wins those awards, and I think it would leak out. But what's great about this MTV show this year is they they taped it Saturday, okay, and then edited the crap out of it. Oh wow! So it was a spiffy two hours, which is how award shows should be. By the way. But don't they sort of edit out the, I don't know, some of the worst stuff is some of the most entertaining stuff. And it don't, sounds to me, remember the uh, Hollywood Christmas Parade? Oh, yeah, they sure. They used to edit that so that it was perfect. And then you're like, oh, oh yeah. I don't want to watch that anymore. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. That was awful. Because that's what you you tuned in to see that fall apart. Right. But you don't need to see the 25 seconds that it takes somebody to walk from his table to the stage, for instance. True. Stuff like that that they just snipped was awesome because they read the name and then the guy's on stage, you know? <laughs> uh, and uh, it took well over three hours to film on Saturday. It was a tight two hours last night. And Tiffany Haddish was your host, and she's obviously very funny. She's Why did you tune into that? A little loud for me. Um 
literally, I ha- I have no shows right now, none. And I had set it up to record because <clears throat> I'm a guy who, if I hear something is coming up, I set it up to record, whether I plan on watching it or not, because that way, after the fact, in case I need something off of it, some sure. tape or something, I've got it. And I literally have, I'm out of shows right now. And uh, so when I looked on, you know, what I had available, that was on. And I thought, oh, we're pretty far into this. We can watch this with no commercials and zip on through it. And I, and I didn't hate it. I've never been out of shows. Yeah. Do uh, do books not exist anymore? Or I still not watching TV? Well, not watching TV is not an option. You okay. know, ridiculous. Oh, sorry. I apologize. Um it's you know I don't watch a lot of television, but mm-hmm. it's nice sometimes in the in the evening because you know like all Americans we eat in the living room in front of the TV. So it's nice uh, you know it's nice to be able to have a show when you're when you're sitting down to have your dinner. Okay. So um, that was it. That was the that was the show hmm. I chose last night. But I'm, hmm. I'm giving you guys high marks for the show. I'm telling you, it was Excellent. entertaining. Don't care Excellent. though because we know it wasn't. Yeah. No, it was. It was. It was good. Who was the big winner? Oh, it was Black Panther all day. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Michael right. B. Jordan and uh, Chadwick Boseman and the movie. I mean, they they won tons of awards. Kendrick, uh, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. It's not. It's not much of a music show. They had a couple of musical performances. That well, I just thought because he did the music for yeah, Black yeah, yeah. Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't there, but there were a couple of musical performances. They were both terrible, but um, uh, it was an that sounds good. Show. Well, one of them was uh, was uh, as Tiffany Haddish uh, called him. Hey, the Jonas Brother is here. So. <laughs> I don't know which one it was, but that was his song, and it was bad. All right, let me get else. a different rating from you. If right. there was anything else on that you cared about, how good was this? Um, or was just in the absence of everything else, this was okay? It was It was okay. I mean, my okay is a little stronger than your okay. Yeah, of I'm, course. I'm saying I did not regret watching it All right. because it went by so fast. It had a, a lot of stars, a lot of pretty ladies, and, um, you know, Oof. just... And Tiffany Haddish was real funny. I mean, she did some some really funny tape bits. You know, some those clips where they interact sure. with the movies and things like that. She did some really funny stuff. Were you super surprised by the winner of most frightened performance? <laughs> <laughs> most frightened performance, they're, they're, Kevin. They're ridiculous categories. Yes, they are. They well, are. That was uh, that was Will Byers from Stranger Things, played by Noah Schnapp. Yeah, there was. Uh, sure. And for that one, they he was had the, a, he was the leader going into that. I think, right? I, yeah, favorite, he yeah. was heavy favorite. Uh-huh. They had clips of people just being terrified in their movie scene, the roles they were playing, and it's weird because that it's sounds movies, terrible. <laughs> it's movies and TV, so they compete against each other. So, like that kid that won, mm-hmm. won over a kid who was frightened of it. You know what I mean? From that movie, sure. yeah, so it's absurd. just yeah, it's very weird. The categories are very weird. What other uh, what other uh, categories do you see, Ali? Uh, we've got scene stealer. That oh, was scene stealer, uh, sure. someone from Riverdale won that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hot uh, redhead, right? Cheryl Blossom. Yeah, this is what it is. Bean has a crush on most of these girls. I think that's well, what it is. I, yeah. I certainly do. On yeah. Riverdale is the hottest cast on TV. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best on screen on screen team. Hmm. Um, that was uh, a bunch of people that I don't know. Okay. Good. Um, uh, best kiss. Sure. That went to. Uh, that was the Love Simon couple. Love Simon. Sure. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel like you are mocking my choice of programming well, I for mean, last night. She's that, reading it, categories of a show that you watched and right, said but was she's, pretty good. And right, but she's every category them, is nonsense. She's reading them with a great deal of attitude, though. She what should. I'm <laughs> she should. I, I feel her. I feel she is casting judgment she on is. a yeah. show that I that I enjoyed, that I yeah. tuned into and enjoyed. Best music documentary: Gaga, Five Foot Two. Did you know that was? I didn't know that oh. was. 
a thing. Okay. No. Yeah. Best she, reality uh, seri- series? Did you think it should have been Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Uh, certainly not, but it mm. certainly was. Right. Mm. It certainly was. Yeah. I mean, Generation se- Award. Chris Pratt. How old was he there? Right. Who's <laughs> the old man? <laughs> uh, by the way, it sounds uh, like solid programming. Here's what I'm going to say to you guys. Um, <laughs> Chris Pratt is adorable and delightful, and everybody loves him. And Absolutely, and he's made, he's got three billion dollars worth of box office under his belt between the right. Jurassic and the and the Guardians. What's and, the Generations Award? Um, I don't remember how they described it, but I mean, I think it's a. He's I been around say, for generations. No, I wouldn't say it's a. Okay. I, I, I don't think it's the equivalent of a lifetime achievement award, but I think it's just somebody that we're honoring for great work at this point in their career. So we of. don't even know what the category means, right? <laughs> What is best kiss? <laughs> what does that mean? Guys, I regret mentioning that oh. I saw the show last oh, night. Oh, no, you shouldn't regret mentioning that you saw it. But you I'm should regret mentioning that you liked it. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I oh. accept your score. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin DeBicho, shall we? Oh, hello. <laughs> Jesse is not going to hang up. We're going to take your phone calls if you got stuck in something. <laughs> On the program today. There's a woman got her head stuck in a tailpipe. Yeah. I, I don't, even know, don't even know how that happens. No. Maybe well, she was drunk and it was, she looked big, at something. I, I, it was a truck. It was one of those big truck, you know, exhaust pipes. And I, she was drunk and her friend said, you know, I bet you can't stick your head in that. I mean, how does it always happen? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. And by the way, we have to, uh, we have to also find the story because I just saw the headline yesterday about a, a dog. I think it was a dog who got his head uh, stuck in a, uh, a jar of peanut butter. Too. Okay. So, same same kind of deal. His the fellow littermate said, bet you can't put your head in that. I'm sure they did. And he went for it. Um, animal stories today. Yeah. Another exciting edition of animal stories. We have your tickets for Mission Impossible Fallout. The K-Rock event screening of that. Um, there's a restaurant in town that just straight hates Allie. Yeah. She doesn't want any of your business. Yes. doesn't want anything to do with her. Not great. <laughs> Not a great experience. I mean, you walk in and they're like, ugh, really? It Again? felt like that, yeah. So that sucks. So we'll talk about that coming up. And uh, don't forget, we've still got your uh, 30 Seconds to Mars tickets uh, when they play the forum and also a chance to qualify to see them in San Francisco. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It is a Tuesday morning time for our first look at what's happening with the lovely... Wow. Well, we were just talking about Chris Pratt getting the Generations Award at the MTV Video Music Awards last night. Very excited about that. Everybody wanted that award. Um, When I saw this as the title, I thought, who, what? Mm -hmm." Chris Pratt is moving on from Anna Faris with a true member of American royalty. Who who would be American American royalty? royalty? I think oh, maybe people considered the Kennedys the closest thing way back when. Bad Baby? It, bad Baby's good guess. Oh, bad baby. If this is a Kardashian, Allie, I swear to God, I'm going to burn this mother down. It's, thankfully, it's not. <laughs> oh, good. It is not. But um, here's the story. Photographers caught the Jurassic World star enjoying a picnic with none other than Katherine Schwarzenegger. Wait. Huh? Huh? What? Schwarzenegger. Yep, the 28-year-old daughter of Maria Shriver and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's considered American royalty? Not at all. No, that's a strange stretch. Yeah, that's just a a guy that was governor and a lady that's Kennedy adjacent. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that doesn't uh, meet meet my standard of royalty. 
Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. But I will tell you, Allie, mm-hmm. that Twitter was on fire last night at the uh, reunion oh. of Chris Pratt and Aubrey Plaza sitting together. At the, at the show last night because they're uh, Andy and April from Parks and Rec. And oh. People love them together. You don't have to tell me about Parks and Rec. It's happening with Bean. Love it so much. Yeah. I love that he was watching and then Twitter following on along fire. on Twitter, seeing what was going hey, on. Does every is everybody happy about this? <laughs> hey, how do you guys feel about this? <laughs> Look, you know I, how... I, I, I ship them. I do. Oh, I'm no. telling you, I, would, I said to my wife last night, I said... Chris Pratt should marry Aubrey. That's what should happen next. They, those two should be together. They're no. They're adorable together. No. Why not? Th- no. Why do you hate love? Why am I the only I one on this show that loves love? I don't hate love. But, oh, I mean, once little Sebastian went to horsey heaven, I feel like a lot changed uh, That's a good with point. Chris. You don't think they could ever get past no, that? really don't. It's too painful? It's too painful when you lose a child like that. Sure. Um, so here's the thing with Katherine Schwarzenegger. She's not in showbiz. She's an interior designer and a lifestyle blogger. Okay. So who knows? They had a picnic, though. That's sweet. Way to go. And then he's like, listen, I got to go get an old man award. <laughs> These MTV things. <laughs> Want to go? Oh, guys. Hey, so Panic at the Disco just keeps blessing us. It's like it's like they're like, you know what? Our album comes out Friday, but let's give you a little something until then. Love it. A little nugget, a little nibble. First Taste is Free, I believe is what they say. However, this is the fourth single off the album. So Fourth Taste is Free. Sure. Listen, it's called King of the Clouds. I mean, I mean, I love every every song they've re- released so far. Right, say Amen, Saturday Night, F mm-hmm. is Silver Lining, High mm-hmm. Hopes, Now King of the Clouds. Their sixth studio album, "Pray for the Wicked," is out on Friday. I mean, how many more songs? Right, right. What if they release them all and then they're like, "Wait, you guys, that's the album. Hope you enjoyed it." What if these four were the yeah. whole album? Just been releasing them <laughs> real slow, like good stuff. Um, I would. What is what? Nothing, nothing going on over there. I'm a freaking that's ninja. The, that's what's going on. You really were. That was stealth. <laughs> he just caught something falling. Unless you said but, something, no one knows. Okay, apologies, apologies. Um, I would like to uh, give a special shout out to the hula hoop. Turned I'm, sixty years old today. Okay, this is the day that inventors sought a trademark for that hollow plastic circle that launched a pop culture craze. Yeah. <sighs> Remember the hula hoop, guys? Sure do. Are kids still using a hula hoop? Yeah. Oh, good. I mm-hmm. I, um, I took an Uber ride once uh, in New Orleans a couple years ago. Yeah. And this is an odd thing. And the, and the driver was hula hooping. No, the driver and I were chatting, and I'm trying to remember the exact specific, but she had she had won a national competition as a as a youth. I believe she was the champion hula hooper in America at wow. one point. And it was so fascinating. And I was really paid off for her, huh? How far the mighty have fallen. <laughs> yeah. My first reaction. I don't even know how we got on that topic, but we were talking about her life, I guess, as you do. And, uh, and that was her, you know, we, you know, we did that phone topic a couple weeks ago about you were a champion at something. Right. She was, I believe, if I remember correctly, the national hula hoop champion of the whole country. 
which is what makes it the national champion. But I was just really, I was really, really impressed with that, and I thought, well, that's kind of a, a neat feather in your cap. I have a good hula hoop story as well. Uh, let's oh, hear you. In New York City, uh-huh. we may have been having a beverage or two. Okay. And it was a place where if you hula hoop long enough, your table gets a pitcher of margaritas. No way. Yeah. So then, I'd smash that. And then the whole table was like, Kevin, Kevin. I was like, I don't know how to hula hoop. They're like, Kevin. Oh, no. So they put me out in the middle of the stage, and they give me a hula hoop, and it couldn't have possibly fallen to the ground as fast, faster than it did. <laughs> then you had like to buy margaritas fast- for everyone. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it went faster than gravity. I don't know how exactly, no! but I wasn't... I may have been a little tipsy. So sober, you're... Uh, could uh, kill could take his Uber driver up. Kill it. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not Allie, are you, are you a good hula hooper? Uh, fantastic. Really? Fantastic hula hooper. I actually did a hula hoop workout segment one day, and uh, Howard Stern wound up talking about it randomly because it was uh, the day that Oprah had interviewed Jay Leno about taking back The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, me and Conan. Sure. I was just so mad. And I wound up saying during the segment, I was like, you know what, Oprah? Maybe have someone like Howard Stern interview Jay Leno. So maybe we get some real answers. Someone who actually knows some behind the scenes and knows how awful Jay Leno is for this. And da, da, da. Turns out Howard Stern was has somebody that listens or a, a company funny. that has any mention of his name uh-huh. put on a tape. So he replayed that back and he goes, and I gotta tell you, this chick is hula hooping the whole time, <laughs> getting more and more aggressive and angry. It's now my favorite news segment. Well, I feel like we're gonna need to find that. You're gonna need to find it. It was pretty darn good. But I never realized how many of my friends listen to Howard Stern until that aired. <laughs> Good lord! We should bring a hula hoop in, you guys. I don't know that I would. Yeah, I would like that. to. I would like to see that. I mean, I would. Uh... I know I'm terrible at it. Okay. I know, I know that. I'd, lo- I'd love to see people who are good at it, though. Let's do it. And also, 30 years ago today, the world's largest sausage was completed in Kitchener, Ontario. It was uh, 13 and one-eighth miles long. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, guys. Anyone have a sausage story? No? All <laughs> not, right. Not fit for air. <laughs> not fit. Ding. I don't know. Happy birthday, Macklemore, Zoe Saldana, Paula Abdul, and not sure why Dallas Mavericks Dirk Nowitzki is on this list, but happy birthday to you as well. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. Look, I love Omar. Mm-hmm. You love Omar. Yeah. Bean loves Omar. We all sure. love Omar. But uh, when he comes in and puts on the headphones, yeah. A little nervous? You guys get excited? I mean... You guys get a little chub in your pants? You're fine excited. Listen, no. guys, it's Pooh's Day on oh, the Kevin no. and Bean Show. Okay, there you oh, go. No. Right. That's what you need to know, right? <laughs> it's, it's Pooh's Day. Kevin and Bean started listening to the B-Team, and we do this regular feature on the B-Team podcast that's mm-hmm. hosted by myself, David the King of Mexico, and Beer Mug. Mm-hmm. You can find it wherever you find your podcast, and the feature we're doing is What's On and Poopin'? What's up with the poo it's in the news. What's up with the poo? It's in the news. What's up with poo? Come on and gather round. It's beautiful. Thank I'm you. taking you to Brown Town. Oh. It's time we all found out what's on and poop in. Yes. All right, first of all, so every Pooh's Day on the Kevin and Bean Show, I will, DJ Omar Khan will be bringing you a poop story. I don't no, think we've I all agreed to yeah. that. No, really? No. 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 It's, 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 this is just a one-off. That's what I heard. Or a two-off. <laughs> uh, 
And can I can I uh, uh, politely request that I not be taken to Browntown? I don't want to go to Browntown. What? You're gonna love and, this. Oh, why? Why you live in Browntown? Why didn't you grow out of your fascination with poop as most kids do when they get to be what, like five? You know, you know, for for me, when people are very, I don't know, most people started feeling uncomfortable about poop around maybe their late teens, you know, when, mm-hmm. when in high school or whatever. And I found it super funny when I would talk about poop, especially to girls, and they would get really uncomfortable. That's the thing. I, super funny to me. If yeah. no one reacted to Omar, he wouldn't care. I yeah. wouldn't care, yeah. True. But people get all, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> love it so much. So yeah. what's going on this Pooh's Day? So this Pooh's Day, guys, uh, Allie actually tipped me off to this song. I apologize. Way to go, Allie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's called the Pooh Song, and it's an instructional, instructional video for two-year-olds on how to go potty. And it's amazing. Hmm. Let's hear some. Growing Sound presents the Poop Song, an instructional video for families with two-year-olds ready to do number two. <laughs> it's for the intro. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Oh, no. I know what to do when I'm about to poop. I go to the potty, pull my underwear down, and then I sit. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the kids in the video are so cute. How long are the kids waiting? What kind of problems well, they got? Feel, they feel it, right. and then they go to the potty. Right, because they're unsure. They're they don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Don't you remember potty training, Kevin? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh, is it scary for little kids that they feel this and they don't know what it is? Is that what we're some are just scared of the potty and they need to be comforted while they're going potty and they're really not sure of what's happening because the poo guys right? <laughs> great point I mean it's terrifying right thank I hadn't you. thought of that thank you first two then I wipe and wipe till brown leaves town yeah, okay hold on <laughs> that was wipe my wipe. favorite part yeah. of this song yeah it's pretty amazing wipe and wipe till brown leaves town <laughs> How, how do um, how can I delicately ask this question? How do, how do blind people know they're they're ready to leave the bathroom? Smell their finger. Oh, this is, I mean, just, this is the worst why did you ask that? Hey, Omar, <laughs> but you have to understand you're asking that question of Omar. I withdraw the question. Okay, good. <laughs> Back to Allie's favorite part. And I wipe and wipe till brown. Put it in the potty and flush it down. Bye-bye, poop. Right, little Everly Brothers? Bye-bye, poop. <laughs> then I pull up my pants, wash my hands, wash my hands and do a potty dance. Oh, the potty dance. Oh, they're doing yeah. potty dance. Look at this. They're going they're crazy. going all crazy. <laughs> I got to tell you, this... Uh, this new Kanye album is weirder than I imagined. No <laughs> actual poop was produced in the filming of this video. And yeah, that's where it lost me. I was like, no real poop, guys. Right? Come on, you guys got to keep it real. <laughs> yeah, take it to Browntown. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Bean, you think restaurants are happy to see when you show up? Um, Do they like me at Denny's? Uh-huh. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah, I think they are. I'm a, uh, I'd like I'm... to ask them, although that's not what this is about. <laughs> I uh, I am always alone, and I'm a good tipper. So you think that I would be? Any, they look at me and go, "There's the easy customer." Right Maybe. There. Do you talk to him a lot? Uh, I make conversation. No, oh, that's too bad. 
Um, Allie. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I've had great experiences mm-hmm. at restaurants all? all my life until Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and this one, this one took the cake. What? You had cake? Happened I exactly. wish I had cake. No, it, it's um, it's very odd. And I've talked to a couple friends about this to see if anything like this has ever happened to them. Here's how it started. Went to this place for a uh, birthday dinner with a friend. And as we're being seated by the hostess, she says, and I quote, and you're aware with our 90-minute dining policy. Wow. And we were both a little stunned. And I, we were joking. We're like, does that start now as we're seated when we order or when the food comes? I just want to be prepared. She's like, <laughs> and walks away. 90-minute policy. And I thought to myself, that's really weird. And my friend that I was with does PR for restaurants. Mm -hmm. And I said, is that normal? And he goes, it's normal to have a limit on a table so you have turnover. Mm -hmm. You never say that to a customer. Yeah, that's weird. It's just kind of an understood thing to keep it moving on the floor. I've called and made an an appointment, what do you call it, a reservation Reservation. before. Mm -hmm. And they said, we do have this time but then you do have to be out by that time and that makes sense because they already have somebody else on the books but they didn't have anyone on the books for you they were just trying to get you out it was uh, the most bizarre thing ever and it kind of sets the tone for the whole meal like oh we better hurry up should we get appetizers i don't know do you think there was no 90 minute limit but she just sized you up and said nope Looks like, looks like trouble. Possibly. <laughs> By the way, um, forgive me for asking this question because I probably don't go to fancy restaurants like you guys do. But um, 90 minutes, isn't that a reasonable amount of time to get in and have a meal and leave? Is it or a no? nice place? Not really. Yeah. You would think even longer because you're having cocktails. Then you get appetizers. Then you get one course. Maybe two courses. And then you get a dessert, an aperitif. Sometimes I go with grown-ups, Bean. And then... Mm-hmm. It does take a long time. Yeah, you're having conversation, you're chatting. Well, I do know that the last thing you want to be thinking about as you sit down to a meal is we're on the clock. Right. Right. That does not make for a a relaxed dining experience. No, not at all. Yeah, it just, it got worse from there. How'd it get worse? Um, uh, Let me just say, the server was lovely. Couldn't have been greater. She was nice. So it wasn't the server that told no. you that it was the hostess? It was the hostess. Okay. Hey, um, by the way, Ali, before you move on with what happened next, I'd be curious to know from our listeners, many of whom have worked in restaurants or do currently, if they've heard of that policy. Have they ever heard of a restaurant giving a customer a time limit on the table as they seat them? Please call us, 1-800-520-1067. All right, so you get past the mean hostess. Now you're at the table. The server's nice. Yeah, we eat. Everything's fine. And then they have a little um, area in this place that's kind of like a speakeasy in the back. Now, where so, are you on the clock at this point? Uh, we were coming up on our uh, 90 minutes. So okay, wow. Are you just said, shoving food into your mouth so much. fast you can barely swallow it? <laughs> pretty much. So we said we'd, we'd like to go in there um, after. Uh, we'll check and see if there's any room. Okay, at this point now, it's like 830. Right. Really? Is there no room in your speakeasy? <laughs> so after dinner, we do move to this back room. Mm-hmm. We're seated at a table, and we think, well, let's get dessert and another round of drinks, because clearly we couldn't have dessert at that table. We're running this, out of I time. I think at this point, you are doing everything you can to stay at that restaurant as long right? no, no, no. as possible just to push And back. the hostess is sitting back there just just looking <laughs> at you and glaring. more angry. No, this is in a totally different area. Oh, I we know. Had... She's following you. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> well, then um, some kid walks up, and he goes, yeah, we need your table. So if we can move you to the bar, and at this point, I was just like, we just 
just got. A, this is a, a new kid yeah, that you haven't met yet. Huh. We just got cheesecake. We just got our second round of drinks. So I said to my friend, I said, bring these up to the bar. I'm going to get our check from in here. I'm going to pay it. And we're going to get the F out of this place. Right. I didn't realize as he walked to the bar, the guy followed him and said, no, no, not these stools. You can sit in these ones. <laughs> because he looked over at me and I thought, he's going to murder someone. What's just ha- what is going on? You are on a hidden camera show at this point. Right? They want to see how much Thank they can you. screw with you. It's exactly what he said to really? the guy. He said, is John Quinones here? <laughs> is this what would you do? What is happening? We're losing it because this crazy. is just bizarre. Well, it's odd enough that you get treated that way by one person. Right. But like two or three different people. That's well, then weird. I say to our server, I said, can I just get the check? We need to go. And he goes, well, where are you guys? And I said, we've been moved to the bar. And he said, who moved you? And I said, that guy. And he goes, Oh, no. What's And happening? he makes a beeline for that guy. They get into it. And then this totally separate woman comes up. She's like, please take me through what has happened to you guys since you got that? here. She is the manager on the floor at the time. Okay. So she said, I'm so sorry. We've taken him off the floor. He's new. He doesn't know what's happening. Okay. Not good. So anyway, we wind up... Um, but did you tell her about the hostess earlier with oh, the yeah. 90 minutes? And yeah. what did she say about uh, that? She's like, well, that is a policy, but... And I said, is it a spoken policy? And she couldn't really answer that. Because the answer is no. Yeah. So long story short, uh, the GM of the place wound up getting a hold of my friend that made the reservation. Mm-hmm. Did everything he could, tried to make it all better at that point. This was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Talked to him, said, we want you back. We will pay for your meal. We'll have you in. I mean, we had such in. a we great will... time last time. Yeah, not not a chance in hell. But he was like, listen, I do PR for restaurants. From beginning to end, everything was incorrect. What is, what's going on And not just there? one person. That's the no. weird thing. right. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a fun birthday experience. <laughs> I want to know why you had to pay it. It was your birthday too, by the way. Oh no, no, no! At that point, we had had already paid the meal in the other room. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get the f out of there, so I gotcha. was having my friend go to the bar area, and I'm like, "Let's just pay for this dessert and this round of drinks." I want to go. Let's talk to uh, Daniel real quick. Uh, line one, please, San Pedro. We were asking if there's anybody out there who has encountered this time limit as you sit down, which seems super rude. Daniel, you've been through this? Yeah, um, my buddy and I went to a sushi place, and uh, we would sit there and take our time. It was supposed to be all you can eat. And uh, he, would, he would sit there and eat a lot, and the lady would get mad and finally told us that it was all you can eat, not eat all you can. And then the next time we go there, they added a two-hour limit to the uh, menu. You know, I'm not saying it's a good policy, but it, at least it makes sense if it's an all-you-can-eat is you don't just want somebody sitting in the restaurant grazing for 14 hours. I, I do get that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I hadn't heard of that. Thank you for the call, Daniel. Appreciate that. Let's try Meredith. She worked in the uh, food service industry for six years. She's on line three up next on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Meredith. Hey, party people. What do you think about this? I was shocked when Allie reported back on this 90-minute time limit at a table. Yeah, so I worked in the service industry for a long time, and there was absolutely no such rule, at least at our restaurant. So we actually were told that our customers were allowed to sit at the table as long as they wanted. So we actually called these people the campers Ah. because (laughs) they were technically like camping out at the table, and we were not allowed to do anything to move it along other than drop the bill, 
and remove all the dishes. But if they wanted to sit there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, they could sit there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Wow. But, I mean, Allie didn't even have a chance to get the uh, to put the tent up. I mean, much less camp. Right. She barely, barely got the fire going and she had to leave. Very true. <laughs> yep, exactly. Wow. Uh, anything they wanted, refills, more water, more biscuits, whatever. Meredith, do you think it, it was just Allie? <laughs> I mean, she does have a punchable face, yeah, right? It's real true. What? <laughs> Quite it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Allie actually asked earlier today, how does somebody get their head stuck in a tailpipe? Have you never been drunk, Allie? Everything seems like a good idea when you're drunk. Right, but tailpipes seem so yeah, small. Yeah, it seems so small. Even huge trucks. I don't know well, how... My head would fit in no tailpipe. Well, and I'm I'm along the lines of you. Not a small noggin. This is a... I mean, this has that, uh, that famous quote, hey, my head could probably fit in that, has resulted in so many people doing so many dumb things. I think we have the report of this woman in Minnesota who, sure enough, got her head stuck in a truck tailpipe. A young woman found herself in the wrong place at a Central Minnesota Music Festival. Check this out. We're not sure why or how she got here, but this woman's head got stuck in the exhaust pipe. Now, she's at a music festival. It must be really bad music. <laughs> I understand <laughs> drinking may go on at a music festival. How do you uh-huh. get to the point where you're walking around trucks thinking about that? It's like, I gotta stop listening. <laughs> get my head in something. This happened at the Winstock Music Festival in Winstead in the Cloud County Sheriff's Office says that they cited her for underage drinking. Fire department was called in and they had to use a power saw to help her get out. Hmm, shocking alcohol was, may have been involved, huh? <laughs> huh? Like that, that is huh? a uh, that's a little terrifying video to watch, by the way, of the firefighters with a power saw going through this exhaust pipe because you just think, oh man, if they just go a little bit too far, yeah. her head is stuck in it. She was stuck for forty forty five minutes. Can you imagine that? I mean, I would uh, I would panic and hyperventilate and pass out just because I would not <laughs> because I would because I would not think I have enough oxygen. You know what I mean? So you would make sure that you didn't have enough oxygen? Well, not on purpose. It wouldn't be my goal to do all those things, but I think I would. Oh, you okay? You all right? <laughs> I think I would be. I think I would be claustrophobic and terrified. I mean, you stick well, your head head in there, and you can't get it out. Yeah, I'm guessing that she's not claustrophobic. You know what I mean? Like she mm. probably. But wouldn't, she was drunk. wouldn't any, look? Look, most people aren't claustrophobic, but right. once, you, once you get in that MRI machine and it closes around you, you go, "Wow, this is." T- I wish I'm not. I, I'm not uh, comfortable without having a little more room around my face. You know what but I mean? But at least MRI machines are quiet, so you got that going. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. So anyway, so the topic is, what did you get stuck in? That's what we're looking for, and. Um, I know we're not going to have any trouble with this topic at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six eight. Everybody has been stuck in something. My uh, my brother got stuck uh, between the banisters of a uh, of a staircase one time, for instance. You know, somehow managed to put his head through the railing, mm-hmm. was not able to pull it back out. They had to take it apart to get him out. Wow, I mean, sweet k- kids, and especially in young women in this case. I mean, we just we do, we do dumb things and we end up getting stuck. It's mostly guys. I, I think it think. is probably mm-hmm. yes. So we used to do uh, Christmas albums. 
right. a long time ago. We would have our artists do stuff. We put some comedy on there, and then we would have signings, and people would line up. And there were, I don't know, there was probably 250 people in line waiting for us. Mm-hmm. And we were in the parking lot, and Bean and I were with Tad. It was Tad's truck, right? R.I.P. Tad. And... He left his keys in. He locked his keys inside. And Bean's like, "Oh, this is a truck, so it's got that little o- open window in the back uh-huh. that you oh, can- the little slider." Yeah, okay. I'll just crawl through. Oh no! And I'll just grab the keys because I have long arms. So we're looking over at the line. Everybody's waiting for us, and it's time for us to be over there. And Bean crawls through that that w- back window of a truck mm-hmm. to try and reach the keys. And he, I don't even remember if he got the keys or not. But at some point. The window was around his waist, yeah, and he couldn't go forward, and he couldn't come back. Oh no! Ah, <laughs> totally stuck. Oh no! This is a colossal disaster. So now I start laughing because I know there's 250 people over there, and Bean is stuck in a truck window, and half of me is on the ground dying. The other half of me wants to go get all the people and have them come over and watch. Well, we're in a parking lot, but we're just far enough away from the line that they don't know we're there yet. They right. don't it's see just us. too far, unfortunately. And it's just pre-cell phones. Right. So, oh. smartphones anyway. So, Damn it. there's right. not a thousand photographs of this. But I, my memory is that I was stuck in that truck for a long time. You Did were. Did just feel like that or no, was no, it? No, it was like 15 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And he couldn't go forward. He couldn't go back. So finally, we figured out a way, um, and he sort of helped, and we all sort of, he popped the back window out of the truck Uh so that he could get out. And now he's standing in the bed of the truck with the window around around his waist. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, please, let's go over to the siding right now like this. Please. Bean's like, nope, not doing it. Oh my god! Oh, so good. It was. Uh, it was so I, good. I thought it was a good plan. I didn't see how it was going to go wrong. I thought I'll just, I'll just reach in there and grab those keys and we'll be off. Right? It didn't work it out. Didn't that work way. out that way. No. All right. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Let's take one before the break, real quick. Let's make it Jacob. Please line one placentia. I want to say, hey Jacob, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. What's going on, man? Hi. How you guys doing? Good. Take good. It. You got stuck in something. <laughs> yep, uh, I was very young when this happened. I was about four or five years old. I was at my home, and I was uh, using the restroom. And while I was using the restroom, the toilet seat fell on my testicles. Oh, oh no. no. Whoa. Yeah, real bad. You've not, got some big testicles all, but, for a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead. Not the I, point, I know. I wasn't small, so it kind of sandwiched um, my junk in between the rim of the toilet seat and the lid. Oh my god! And yes. I couldn't, and I couldn't get it back off of my uh, testicles. Oh. I wasn't strong enough, and I was stuck there for a good thirty minutes uh, until my parents found me and had to take me to the hospital for uh, internal testicular bleeding. Oh, oh my god. Jacob, man, that is yeah. that's oh. tough. Jacob, how are your boys now? They're good. We're oh, good. good. They're oh, good. Okay. Oh, good. All right. Good. Poppy in a second. Have me worried. <laughs> Outstanding. All right, sir. Not thank you for the call. 1-800-520-1067. That's the number to call or text. You were stuck in something. We'll talk to you next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Let's take one phone call. It'll be Brandon and La Crescenta. Hi there. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Thank you. What'd you get stuck in? Uh, 
Uh, a metal gate, and that sounds pretty simple, um, but when I was about five or six years old, we lived in a pretty bad apartment complex, and so we wanted to go to the next door's apartment complex because they had a much better pool. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> my family, you know, we ran over there, waited for a car to come by. The car opened up the gate, and as the gate's closing, I don't know what I was doing. I was just waiting. I saw my family go. Decided to follow them head first, so I literally just kind of bent over and stuck my head down, and my head got closed on between two, like motorized gates. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, and how, how old are you at this point? Uh, five, six. You know, I can oh. barely swim. Okay, <laughs> but, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I, my sister panicked uh, very, you know, a lot, and then I woke up in the hospital. Oh totally no! Fine. You did you you passed out? I don't know if I passed out, but I remember the gates and the sound, and then I woke up in the hospital. I'm going to suggest you know. passed out if you woke up in the hospital. Wow, that, that is crazy. Yeah, so when you're stuck between those two gates, is what you're hoping for is another car shows up so that the gate opens and you can get out? That that was the problem? Um, yeah, but the car, no cars came, so my aunt, who was also there, she ran to the like the manager's office and mm-hmm. just you know screamed and then got him to open it. Yeah, looked on the yeah looked, looked at the cameras and saw me struggling. So all right, last question, Brandon. How how are your testicles? Are they good now? <laughs> that was the last guy. Oh, yeah, no, they're they're much better than the last guys. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Remember yesterday on the show how uh, upset you guys were at the 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 foot taco about yes. that? Yeah, it was terrible. Guy who cooked his own foot and served yes. it to his friends. You're gonna wish for those days when you hear the terrifying story that Matt is. Gonna well, do we have to go to Matt? Here. Matt is in Glendora. It's not a gross story. It's just a terrifying story. The topic on the table here at the Kevin and Bean Show is you got stuck in something. Matt, welcome to the program, sir. What's going on? How you doing, guys? Good. Good morning, Allie. Good morning, Chip, my lady. Good morning, <laughs> Matt. So, so this, was, this was not you. This was your cousin, right, unfortunately? This was. It was my younger girl cousin. We were um, being a good Catholic family. Once a month, we'd go to the cemetery and take care of all our dead relatives' plots and graves and trim and a good family outing. So... <laughs> My little cousin, girl cousin, would bring her My Little Ponies. And so she would play with her My Little Ponies um, and all the neighboring grave sites. And so there, earlier that day, there was a, um, <clears throat> a funeral. And so they hadn't got done burying the casket yet. And the hole was slightly open. So oh, she no, apparently no. Nope. was playing her My Little Ponies mm-hmm. and fell nope. into the grave site. No, and that didn't happen. couldn't find Julianne for about 30 minutes until we heard her cry. My aunt was freaking out. She's a Italian lady. She was, I was, we were going to kill her. And we found Julianne stuck between the casket thingy, the thing that goes outside of the casket, and the hole itself. And she was face down for about 30 minutes stuck in the grave. Oh, my oh. God. Why are you applauding? Why are you clapping? Because that's an amazing story. Just her in Twilight Sparkle. That's awful. I think she that probably traumatized her for life. She's a weird cousin. I would assume so. She's a weird cousin. (laughs) Uh, By the way, let's give her that one. She's allowed to be traumatized for life as a little girl to be stuck between a casket and a grave. Come on, Matt. That's fantastic. He loves it so much. He loves it so happy. That's fantastic, Bean Quick. It's a great story, you guys. All right, let's try Let's try Tony Line 1. Actually, he's in Fullerton. I'm surprised we didn't get more of these. This is a common thing to be stuck in. Tony, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. Good morning, Kevin and Bean. How are you guys? We are good, thank you. How about you? What did you get stuck in? Well, my wife and I were celebrating our 20th year anniversary, so we went out to Vegas, and we got ready. We're, going to, we're getting ready to go downstairs for a... Uh, so, you know, for dinner, we had reservations at a steakhouse. And as we're going down the elevator, 
on the fourth floor, we got stuck. I mean, like, it just came to an abrupt stop, and we were, like, looking at each other, like, what's going on, man? And, um, hello? What's that? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we oh, can yeah. hear you. Yeah, yeah we're, li- okay. we're listening to your story. All right, so the elevator's stuck. You don't know what, uh, why, but you're just, there's right? nothing you can do, right? So, so we're looking at each other, like, what's going on? And my wife, immediately, I see this look on her face of panic. Because she's, you know, she can't be in confined spaces too oh, long, so no. I'm, like, freaking out. Now I start pushing the, the emergency button, nothing. I start, oh, my God, I tried calling, no signal. It's just crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, finally, uh, finally, I guess. Uh, I guess. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me guess. <laughs> right? Love yeah. in an elevator right? Right? where the story's headed. No. No. Come no. on now. It's your anniversary. You're all alone. like that, man. I, I'm crazy like that, so it did occur to me, right? <laughs> of course it occurred to you. I assume your wife would not have any of that, though. <laughs> no, she was not in the mood at all. So are you still yeah. in the elevator, or were you able to get out? Good question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to break it down to you, man. Like, an hour later, they finally got us out, man. But it was a long-ass wait, I'm telling you, man. Wow. Mm. All right, well, so, it didn't have quite the ending that we'd hoped for. I guess, I guess my ending was better, but okay. <laughs> uh, thank you for the call. We appreciate it, sir. Sit down. Oops, that's not the right button at all. That's, that's the one I wanted to hit. All right, we've only got time for a couple more. Why don't we try uh, Emily Line 2, please? She's in Costa Mesa. This does seem nightmarish. Emily, hi. 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 Hi there. If you were in the elevator and it had not moved for an hour and you're there with your husband and you're in Las Vegas and you're celebrating your anniversary, I mean, am I right? That's the way to spend the time, Emily. Probably. See? Okay, thank you. See, finally, somebody reasonable on the phone. All right, what what did you get stuck on? So I got stuck in a chicken coop once. Oh. Oh, no. How? So my neighbors had just finished building their chicken coop, and I was taking care of their chickens when they went away. And the way to open it from the inside was from a pull string. So I brought the water into the chicken coop, and the wind slammed the door shut, and the the string had wrapped the handle, so you could not pull the string to open oh. the handle. So for 45 minutes to an hour, I'm yelling out, help, I'm stuck in a chicken coop. And then my, I just, after an hour of yelling that here, my neighbor, and instead of actually coming over to let me out of the chicken coop, they phoned the police instead. <laughs> really? So then like 10 to 15 minutes after, she says, I'm calling the cops. The canine unit of the cops shows up with his dog. To let me out of the chicken coop. And by the way, all they have to do is just open the door, right? Super, super easy. Yes. All they had to do was open mm, the door. Gosh. There was nothing complicated about it. It was just well, a little whack. I can't believe your neighbor wouldn't have walked the 30 feet over to help you. Um, were there chickens in the coop with you? Yes. So I'm basically just sitting down, have a bunch of chickens in my lap while I'm screaming my lungs out. But at, le- at least you had uh, your dinner available in case you had to stay overnight. I don't think, I don't think that's what <laughs> The story hungry, is. I don't. Right? I don't think that's what the story is. All right. I'm glad you survived. How are your testicles now? Nope. Wrong person. <laughs> I don't have testicles. No. Okay. Thank you for asking. They're doing fine. All right. Let's take one more if we have time because Jared has an unbelievable one in Hollywood. Hi, Jared. Hi. How are you? Good. Thank you. Stuck. Someplace. Uh, so, so we're coming back out of college time. This is about 30 years ago, and we're uh, going from uh, San Francisco to Eugene, Oregon. 
And a friend of mine was doing a connecting flight from Texas to San Francisco. Long and short of it is during uh, Thanksgiving Christmas break. The guy on the plane died next to her, and the plane was so full. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Yep. So the person that was sitting next to her died on the plane, and it was so full no one could move. Correct. So they laid a blanket over over the guy and just sat there and paid her uh, free drinks and gave her a flight voucher. Oh, oh, my God. But, but honestly, guys, you've all sat next to chatterboxes on a plane. Isn't this a dream oh. scenario? <laughs> yeah. Really? No, you're right. Think about it. I don't know yeah. that it's a dream scenario. <laughs> it's pretty good, though. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's what we can all agree on. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, do we have time real quick to check the satellite down to Australia? Uh, apparently, nope. Sherpa is making no, another don't. another run at oh, Casey the Crocodile. And, uh, let's I believe this time. I believe. L- let's see if she does any better. Oh! Oh! No! Mm. Not that time either. Bad news for Pippa mm. again. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. Hey, Allie, what's happening? I mean, of all people. Right? To revel in that. To, uh, to find joy in that. Excuse me, I was optimistic that this time Pippa was going to make it back to the house, okay? When I playing no the way, pre-recorded tape? I had no way of knowing that Casey the Crocodile was going to drag her into the wall. Here's what I would say. If I keep replaying that, you're mad at me. Oh. Mad at me. Le- legitimately yes. mad at me. Yes. The, uh, the best defense so you keep doing what strong you're doing. offense. <laughs> is that what it is? It's not, but it is now. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Um, we talked earlier about how Bean watched the MTV uh, Movie and TV Awards last night, hosted by Tiffany Haddish, mm-hmm. sat down and um, watched it. All two hours of it. It was on. Yeah. And he stayed there with yeah. his eyes trained on the TV. And enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I thought Tiffany was an excellent host, and there were a lot of fun moments in the show. Wonderful. And it, uh, it, hmm. was, uh, it was edited. It was a, a nice, tight, bright two hours. Excellent. Well, uh, Chris Pratt won the Generation Award. And apparently, uh, Bean, help me out here because I didn't see it. He he gave some life lessons to the audience? Is that what yes, he did? Yes, that's what he did. He had I, something like he had uh, nine rules to live by, mm-hmm. and most of them were Jesus-related because he's very into God. He's very mm-hmm. into praying, and he's very into God. But he also had some just good advice for not only young people, for, for everybody, which is, you know, about, uh, you know, don't be a turd, I think he said at one point. Okay. I mean, uh, that's valid. Yeah. He, when you're giving your dog uh, medicine, put it in a little piece of hamburger. They won't even know they're having medicine. You know, okay. those sorts of, like, life hacks I think Chris Pratt was trying to share with the audience. Right. Those are sort of weak life hacks. <laughs> and uh, one that, well, plays right into what we do here. Number seven. If you have to poop at a party, (laughs) but you're embarrassed because you're going to stink up the bathroom, just do what I do. Lock the door. Sit down. Get all the pee out first. Okay? And then, once all the pee's done, poop flush. Boom. You minimize the amount of time that the poop is touching the air, because if you poop first... It takes you longer to pee, and then you're peeing on top of it, stirring it up. The poop particles create a cloud, what goes out, and then everyone happening? in the party will know oh. that you pooped. Just, tr- just trust me, it's science. Okay, wait, hold on. So that was after he won an award, and he was on yeah. stage? <laughs> and by the way, didn't Helen Mirren give that same speech at the Oscars a couple very of years similar, ago? Very similar, very similar. He stole it from her, yeah. What's happening? What is happening? By it, was the way, weird, it was a weird moment. By the way. Bean told me that that would be a good clip to play. <laughs> what is going on with Bean lately? Anybody? Good question. I thought you guys would enjoy 
Chris Pratt's advice on how to poop at a party. That's all. All right. Thank you. And uh, shocking news yesterday that we learned about Heather Locklear. She was rushed to a hospital in Thousand Oaks after threatening to shoot herself. Oh. Yeah. A caller claimed that the Melrose Play star was trying to find a gun. And then sources say she choked her mom and her dad when they came by to check on her. Oh, my God. She was taken straight to the ER. And, I mean, she's having... A rough go of things. Um, domestic violence charges last February, and then she had allegedly threatened to shoot responding officers, and she apparently has just finished up a seventh stint in rehab. Mm. So, wishing her the best, but that's a... Uh, it's a terrible situation. That's a terrible situation. So, you're welcome for that, and the poop knowledge. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Actress Zoe Saldana, rapper Macklemore, and singer Paula Abdul. The reason that you're shaking up this whole competition is that you dare to dance in the path of greatness. I have said that for years. Right. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and BJ Rock Caracule. How about some animal stories? Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. This is uh, Bean speaking. You know, uh, my plan is to live to be 100, right? You guys have heard me talk about that before. Yeah, but you're joking. I'm not joking at all. I I 100% expect to live to be 100. One of the ways that I am trying to accomplish that is by removing threats from my life. I am not a guy who's uh, doing dangerous activities. You don't see me uh, skydiving. You don't see me running across uh, busy streets. I mean, I do everything I can to not be (laughs) running across busy streets. Is that something Uh, people do? Have you seen how many people get hit by cars? How many pedestrians are killed in this country? Yes, but they're not just trying to run across the street to run across the street. They're trying to get to the other side and go someplace. But what I'm saying is they put themselves in a situation that is dangerous. I don't do that. Okay. I eliminate right. danger in my life because right. I, I want to take that out of the mix. Sure. Okay? So the last thing in the world, like for instance, that would ever happen to me is what happened to Watiba 54, an Indonesian villager who was just swallowed whole by a python. Like that's never going to be me. Wow. I'm never going to be that guy. She uh, lives on the island of Muna in Indonesia, and she wanted to visit her cornfield. She's been having some trouble there with some of the feral pigs, wild boars in the neighborhood that have been raiding the crops lately. She's got a hell of a lot of problems. <laughs> so she wanted to go out and check on her cornfield about a half a mile from her house. And uh, it wasn't her intention that she would then be eaten by a 23-foot python, but that is exactly what happened. She did not come back. Her sister went out to the field for a look for her, saw footprints, saw her flashlight, her machete, and her slippers, but she was missing. So about 100 people from a nearby village came and started combing the cornfield, and they found the snake a few dozen yards away from Tiba's belongings. It was 23 feet long. It was so bloated, oh it could God. hardly move. Mm-hmm. It had a large bulge midway down its body with a foreboding look to it, and the villagers killed the snake, opened it up, and sure enough, there was the lady. Was she oh alive? My. I'm sorry, no. I wonder how long she stayed alive. Like, yeah. I'm in an effing snake. <laughs> 
Yes, that would be. I be... never thought I would find myself here. Talk about getting stuck in something, right? Uh, Apparently, pythons of this kind secure its prey with a bite, and then they oh. wrap their body around the victim and they squeeze it until you can no longer breathe, and that's okay, when they eat it. So that's hopefully, actually better. oh yeah, hopefully you're dead before you go inside the snake. That's two people, by the way, in less than a year in Indonesia who have been eaten by pythons. Okay, so don't move to Indonesia. That's a good tip. Mm-hmm. I think that is an excellent tip. All right, here's a surprise. You see a lot of stories, and lately, in fact, there have been a bunch of them in the news. There was just one this weekend about uh, somebody finding a mouse in a in a bag of Wendy's uh, uh, Wendy's uh, bur- uh, buns. Yeah. Uh, at a restaurant? Well, this guy goes to Kroger's. His name is Jacob Vaughn. He's in Toledo, Ohio. He goes to the Kroger supermarket chain and buys a bag of broccoli. What do you suppose was in his broccoli and was still alive but a black widow spider? Oh, man. A black widow, kids. So what he gets for buying broccoli. The uh, South right? Toledo man said he discovered the spider while washing off the broccoli before cooking it when, quote, the spider came out and started waving his hands around. What? Oh. It was pretty obvious he was alive since he was throwing his hands in every direction. He did not seem pleased. It does seem Spiders like... Spiders don't throw their hands around. But Maybe what if he... they just don't care. Yes, that's exactly what it is. This needs a little reggaeton sound wow. check, doesn't it? So he took out his uh, tongs. He took the piece of broccoli. He was on and double bagged it in some zip ties or uh, Ziploc bags, I should say. And then uh, did two things. One is he went to the uh, one is he went to the Kroger's and said, "Hey, give me my money back," which they did. The other thing is he put it up on Facebook. Now here's here's where the story. This really surprises me, by the way. The the black widow spider, who has since been named Broccoli was taken in by an animal rescue group. What? Another Chance Sanctuary has now welcomed Broccoli to the rescue to the rescue. Look, mm. Broccoli's a partier. Yeah. He is. Yeah, so can't I- be contained. <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of a happy ending. This guy didn't get bit by the Black Widow spider. Broccoli got a hot new life at, at a uh, at animal shelter. Makes it a hot new life. <laughs> and and everybody's everybody's happy, I think. That's great news. All right, here's a story that is not as great and I oh. feel t- I feel terrible about this, but it it happened and I got to share it with you. You don't have to. I do. Okay. She is uh I want to say in Illinois maybe. She is uh, <laughs> 46 years old. Her name is D.D. Phillips. By the way, she's a grandma at 46, which I guess if you do the math is certainly possible. You don't meet a lot of them. She was in her driveway. She had just finished putting a women who behave rarely make history bumper sticker on the back of her new truck when she turned around and encountered in her driveway a bobcat. (gasps) Oh, no. Now, I don't know a lot about bobcats, but are they the type who will attack you, or are they like uh, coyotes that are kind of scaredy cats, and you yell at them and they run away? What usually happens with a bobcat? I'm not positive, but I think they attack more. Because we got a a lot of them in L.A. County, of course. Yeah, I'm not positive. As soon as it took the first step, I was in trouble, and I knew it. She said she thought about her five-year-old granddaughter sleeping inside the house, and she was terrified that the girl would come outside while this bobcat was on the property. So she grabbed it by the shoulders, pushed it back away from me, and took it down. During the struggle, During the struggle, she got her hands around the animal's neck and strangled it to death. What? This Nana? Is, again, this is a one-and-a-half-year-old grandma. What's happening? Who strangles a bobcat? Like I'm sorry, bobcat plus grandma equals bobcat. Agreed, but not I in this case. Wow. I mean, I feel I just feel absolutely awful that that's how that animal's life ended. 
But but it was her that it was her the, the yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, come what, on now, what a crazy story! All right, real quick, two more. This is a an unbelievable story, and I know you don't want to believe it, but when you see the photographs, it's amazing. This happened in China. Sea creatures raining from the sky after being sucked out of the ocean by a violent storm. This is in eastern China. I saw that in Sharknado. Mm. No, this happened in real, though. Apparently, fish can be sucked from the sea by tornado-strength winds, which form a water spout. Then the animals sucked up with the water can be deposited hundreds of yards or even miles away after being released by the wind. These photos, though, people see, uh, people saw starfish, people saw shellfish, mollusks, octopuses raining down from the sky. You've never seen anything like it. And finally, and this one is uh, in Louisiana. This is uh, just north of New Orleans, right across Lake Pontchartrain. A man is fishing there and catches an alligator snapping turtle. Which, by the way, I didn't know very much about. Alligator snapping turtle. It is called the dinosaur of the turtle world. It is Mm. the largest freshwater turtle in North America. It's among the largest turtles on Earth. They can exceed 220 pounds, by the way. And can live as long as 100 years. So, he catches this turtle, and his plan is to eat it. He is cleaning the turtle for a meal. What did he find inside the turtle's belly but a human finger? Oh. A human finger. He did call the police, and they came out, and they said, that's a human finger, all right. <laughs> and uh, Thanks it did for the not, call. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it did not appear to be an advanced state of decomposition, but they were unable to get a usable finger- fingerprint off it. They have checked with area hospitals, but no one has been admitted without a finger. No one has come forward to claim it. Who's missing a finger, everybody? Come on now. Maybe drain that swamp, right? <laughs> there are it, bodies in there. It appears to be from a Caucasian individual, they said. They're going to determine for sure with DNA. DNA testing, but they are looking around. They have they have looked in the area where the turtle was caught to, exactly for that reason to see if there was some sort of a foul play. Play so uh, so they don't know whether this was a uh, you know this was a fishing accident or this was something worse than that. But clearly the person didn't seek any kind of medical attention. Somebody lost a finger if he or she is still alive, yeah, and is just walking around with a finger missing, like you see in the movies sometimes. You know, the people who are involved in bad things don't want to go to the authorities. They can't mm-hmm. go because they got shot because then there's a lot of questions about what they were doing or something. But that's just the last thing you expect when you're just cleaning your turtle for dinner and there's a human finger inside of it, right? Yeah, I don't think that's a positive. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Kevin and Bean's Animal Stories. Animal Stories in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Our producer, Dave, the king of Mexico, said yesterday... I guess I should watch some of these Mission Impossible movies. He's never pretty, seen pretty, them? Never seen any of them. They're all great. They're all great. I know. And there's a new one coming out, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. We're giving away a pair of tickets to the advanced screening of the new Tom Cruise film. Plus, you qualify for a trip to Paris for the world premiere, including a three-night hotel stay. And round-trip airfare grand prize winner will be announced on Friday. We're doing this with a game we call the Tom Tom Club. Let's go down to the Tom Tom Club. Let's find out what's all the hubbub. Tom Cruise movies, yeah, that's where it's at. Come on, get it right and don't be whack. The Tom Tom Club. Tom Cruise. The Tom Tom Club. Movies. 
The game is called the Tom Tom Club, and he didn't use the Tom Tom Club song Correct. for the intro? Correct. He threw us a curveball there, didn't he? Right. All right, Kevin, phones are uh, stacked with Tom Cruise fans. What are we doing this time around? We are going to play a clip of a Tom Cruise movie. You just have to identify the movie. Well, that sounds easy. That's it. All right, let's start with uh, Kim in Granada Hills. Hi, Kim. Uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Thank oh, you. Okay. Here's your Tom Cruise movie. You tell us what it is. You are still dangerous. You can be my wingman anytime. You can be mine. That is, uh, that's a. What? Say again? Tom? Huh? Your, your phone is, is awful. Try again. Sorry, I apologize. It's Top Gun. Top it Gun is Top Gun. Yes, exactly. All right, you got tickets. We're not doing a drawing. We have five pair. Congratulations. That is, uh, I mean, that was a love scene, wasn't it? Those two. Yeah, sure was. super homoerotic. They are, they are running uh, slow motion into each other's arms in that scene. Thomas in Alhambra, hi. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, thank you. You ready for your clip? Yeah, let's do it. Identify this movie. Show me the money! Ready, go! Show me the money! He's <laughs> picking pretty big lines from him. <laughs> That's going to be Jerry Maguire. Yes, it is. Nice job. You got tickets. All right, let's go to Joe in Garden Grove. Hi, Joe. Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> Identify this Tom Cruise movie. When we pass the store, we'll pick you up a pair of boxer shorts. I get my boxer shorts at Kmart, Cincinnati. We're not going back to Cincinnati. We're just going to start with that. 400 Oak Street. We're not going back to Cincinnati. You don't have to go to Cincinnati to pick up boxer shorts. Yeah, it's Oak and Burnett in Cincinnati. What did I say? It's Kmart. What I, you hear me. I know you hear me. I love this movie so much. For yeah, obvious that, reasons. That, that, that'd, be, uh, that'd be Rain Man. That would be Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three Hib doing an impression. All right. Let's go to Art and La Puente. Hi, Art. Hey, what's up, guys? I mean, no pressure, but the other three people got it. So, uh, By the no. way, Tom yeah. Cruise has made a lot of outstanding movies. That's what I'm learning from this segment. That is a great observation, Bean. All right, Art, are you ready? Yeah. Identify this movie. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, what movie was that? Uh... Art. Art. <laughs> Come on, disappointed man. disappointed in you. You can't handle uh, the truth! Come on, man! Uh, Collateral. Is it Collateral? Uh, no. It's, oh, it's a few good men. A few good men. Uh, yeah. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Let's go to Robert in Huntington Beach. Hi, Robert. Hey, guys. Hi there. Are you ready for your clip? Yes. All right. Name this Tom Cruise movie. Mr. Marks, by mandate of the District of Columbia Pre-Crime Division, I'm placing you under arrest for the future murder of Sarah Marks and Donald Dubin. It was take place today, April 22nd, at 0800 hours, four minutes. No, I didn't do anything. Sarah! Give the man his hand. All right. What movie was that? Love that movie, Minority Report. It sure is. Yes. I'm just glad we were able to rebound from Art, man. That dude sucked all the energy out of the room. <laughs> all right, we got one more pair. Let's uh, go to Ryan and Covina. Hi, Ryan. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. You ready for your movie? Yeah. All right, identify this. So what does an army cop do mostly? What you do? It's one minor difference. Every suspect was a trained killer. Helen? No. Helen, are you hurt? 
Do I have to tell you how this works? Do you think I'm a hero? I am not a hero. Lawyer's all yours. Dude. On second thought, I'd like to kill you. I mean, that's a great movie, too. That's a great movie. Ryan, what Tom Cruise film was that, please? Uh, was that Jack Reacher? It was. It was. Nicely Look at done. that. So that's uh, that's that's everybody, right? That's everybody, yeah. That's uh, five winners going to be seeing the advanced screening from K-Rock of Mission Impossible Fallout, plus qualify for a trip to Paris, uh, world premiere of the film. We've got that grand prize drawing Friday morning. Thanks for playing the Tom Tom Club. The Tom Tom Club. Yes, please. The Tom Tom Club. Ooh-wee. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. What's happening? Is there happening? Is there things happening? That's a good question, Snooky. <laughs> Allie, you're up for a final look at what's happening on a Tuesday morning. Well, we've heard New Panic this morning. Right. Because they're just blessing us before their release on Friday. And now we have a new song from Florence and the Machine. Yay! Yes. We've heard Skyfall of Song. We've heard Hunger. And now, off of Highest Hope, which, by the way, is out June 29th, here is Big God. Listen to the angels. Listen to the angels. It's beautiful. Listen to the angels when they talk on Christmas Eve. That's very nice, isn't that it? That is, uh, it's not, it's it's similar because mm-hmm. you're talking about angels, but uh, this one is called Big God. Oh. Need a big God. Holy orchestra. Hmm. Right? Right? Right. Now, was she saying eat a big god? I think or she said need. Need. I'm not positive because I just heard it as well. Okay. What do you think she said, Bean? Couldn't tell. Let's listen Unclear. here. Eat a big god. Yeah, eat need. a big god. Need. Okay. Oh, need. Okay, good. I heard eat that time. <laughs> <laughs> is it Laurel or is it? <laughs> What's that? Yanni. All right, one more time. One more time. Need a big it sounds like eat. It I sounds think like she's eat saying a big god. eat a big god. That's what's happening. Huh? Is it? Could it be eat a big dog? Is that possible? <laughs> oh, I hope not. Yeah, let's try it again. All right, one more. Eat a big dog. It is eat oh, a big dog. I heard eat a big dog. Hate <laughs> everyone right now. I think Bean's right. <laughs> oh. That's it. That was unexpected. What a great wow. song. All right. Well, again, highest hope is out June 29th. I love Florence and the Machine so much. Something else that I love. A man named Chadwick Boseman. You know him from Black Panther. Sure. Here's the thing. Uh, Bean talked about it earlier. He sat down and watched the MTV Movie and TV Awards. And I I'm thought, not going to allow you to shame me on, for that, by the way. Hold on. Let me just uh-huh. On purpose. On purpose. Yes. And not just tuned in, saw a little bit, and tuned away. The whole thing. Watch it was beginning a, to end. It was a good, tight two hours of entertainment. All right. Well, uh, they have um, some pretty wacky categories, like most frightened performance. I mean, come <laughs> on, Bean. When they're giving out most <laughs> frightened performance, don't you go, I'm out. Look, there's got to be something else on. I, I know that the awards themselves don't matter in this case. It's just, it's just fun. That's all. Well, I think the whole night was worth it just for this this beautiful thing that happened on stage. Chadwick Boseman won for Best Hero for his role in Black Panther, but he decided to uh, 
completely make it not about him at all. Receiving an award for playing a superhero is amazing, but it's even greater to acknowledge the heroes that we have in real life. So I just want to acknowledge somebody that's here today, James Shaw Jr. Where are you staying? You didn't even know we were about to do this, did you? Uh-uh. If you don't know James Shaw Jr., he fought off a gunman in Antioch, Tennessee at a Waffle House. He saved lives. Come on up here. This is going to live at your house. It's going to live at your house. Yeah. He didn't want the award, right? It's not that he didn't he want the didn't award. Want he wanted him to have something just to, uh, the smallest token What's of appreciation. What is it? It's a it's a thing of popcorn. It's made gold? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't yeah want that's that. what that's what it looks like. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't want that. Come on, can he do something it was nice a beautiful for thing. a man that basically saved so many lives? It was a beautiful thing. A hero. And a he real hero. <sighs> he did look real surprised though. Although he shouldn't have been because they had him in about the fourth row on the aisle. It's a real good seat for somebody who's not even in the entertainment industry. So he should have figured what's up was up, but it, it was a cool moment. God, can you two poop on anything? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so you see that? You see that? You see how white people do? Amen. Amen, lady. I'm with you. So imagine you're in a crowd of less than 800 people. You're ushering in a, uh, a brand new era. They're reopening Asbury Park. It's Asbury Lane's different bar, live venue, bowling alley. It's in Asbury Park, New Jersey. You're essentially at the reopening of a bowling alley. And then you see Bruce Springsteen play. What? Yeah. No big deal. He came out, did a bunch of songs, none of which were his. And then uh, Questlove did a DJ set. And then Portugal the Man played. What is happening what is in happening? this bowling alley? That's My a hip bowling alley. That's what I'm saying. Right? How fun would that be? It's not fun for Portugal the man who has to go out after Bruce Springsteen yeah, in they, Asbury Park. They did follow Bruce. That can't. <laughs> oh, how can you not have him finish? Hey, hey, can't we go first? Can't we go before <laughs> right? him? Right? <laughs> we'll play last. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Not bad, though. Not a bad night at the bowling alley. As long as you left before, you know, you had to bowl. It'd be fine. What is wrong Why with bowling? Why do you bowling? hate bowling? That's just bowling. Bowling is so fun. Mm. Really? To find fun. I would think someone like you, that any sport that can involves you drink and cocktailing, bowl? Yes. yes. Okay. Then I yes. would think then you would totally like it. I mean, if you can drink, sure. Well, what bowling can. alley can you not drink at? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not all of my it. phone. Budget bowling alley you headed to. <laughs> Chip, Chip just told you to get off her phone. She did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? have you ever gone bowling and not drank? Um, no, actually. It does sound like I take it back. I take it back. It sounds like an odd activity for you to hate on. That's what I'm saying. Everybody get off my neck. (laughs) Kevin, god damn it. What's happening? Kevin hates bowling. So weird. So weird, you guys. I mean, I haven't been in years. All right, then shut the F up. No, but I don't hate it. There's nothing nothing wrong with it. (laughs) Just it's too social for me now. But Mm. way too many people. There was a time when I, I would have enjoyed an evening out bowling. Sure. All right. You guys, uh, the big rumor, Billy D. Williams is going to be back for episode nine as Lando Calrissian. Yay! 
No official confirmation on this exciting casting, but they do begin filming next month in London. And this is uh, what a lot of people are talking about. And I'll tell you why. Because he revealed on stage at Megacon in Orlando that he's been working out and has a new diet. So people are like, well, he's getting in shape to be Lando again. I'm okay, in. maybe. I'm I'm in. If that's all that. it takes to start this rumor and maybe make it happen, I am in. Right? Agreed. He hasn't been in any of the new ones, so this is the last of that trilogy. That'd be pretty cool. Throw Lando a bone. It's a trap. It's not a trap. <laughs> we just want him in it. We absolutely do. All right, some birthdays for you. We have got rapper Macklemore, actress Zoe Saldana, and singer Paula Abdul. I'm tired of people not treating me like the gift that I am. It's hurtful, and it stinks, and it takes everything out of me to smile and be jovial when I'm being screwed. That uh, that reality show is not good. Her show? Abdul, yeah. yeah, I thought that was actually just a clip of me <laughs> on the phone earlier to my agent. <laughs> That's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. You drive home today. Listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning on all-new Kevin and Bean Show, we've got a World Cup date, which is basically all the non-soccer stuff that's going on, and there's some pretty interesting stuff going on. Um, we've got uh, comedian Brian Callen in studio, who we love so much. We need your help with a new scientific survey. And we've got your uh, advanced passes to the screening of Mission Impossible Fallout and your tickets to 30 Seconds to Mars as well tomorrow morning. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.